internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel, to telecommuting from home, to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Crater and we are going to talk about the work at home blues with so many people now working from home one, two, three, four, five days a week. In the beginning it was great, then it got to be a drag, now we're in the grind. And there are some pros and cons and we really don't have any major solutions for you today, but we're here to validate your experience, share ours, and maybe give you a few tips. Linda, what do you think about the work at home everything? I think it's a lot. I think we adjusted to it because we had to originally. I've always been one to try and keep my work and personal space separate but then it became impossible to do so. And so you, you had to learn to both be disciplined, but not so much to go to work, but to stop work. Absolutely. And I think that there is a gender bias in the stopping work because I see my, I talk to my sisters and my brothers and I, my brothers don't seem to have, and my sister's husband, the same issue where they just shut everything down, plop in front of the TV, go to the gym, you know, do their thing versus what I see myself doing. And when I talk to my sisters, they do the same thing where I used to take a 15 minute break, maybe walk around the building, talk to a few people, you know, get a coffee or a snack, come back to work. Now I find myself throwing in laundry you know, putting dinner together for the night. Like it's not a break for me. It's a shift to another set of work. Oh, it is. It's completely, it's task switching. And I, I think you can fall into the traps of not stopping work. I'll take it a little differently in the evenings. You know, when I supposedly compartmentalized my work day and I'm no longer working, I still find myself responding to emails. I'm on the East Coast, you're on the West Coast. Yeah. And you know, where they say you pick up your phone 88 times a day, I probably don't pick it up that many times. I'm like 110. Okay. I would say I'm probably closer to 65, but I, that's only because I've been sticking it in a Faraday bag so I won't oh. do it for a couple of hours. I'm serious. And that's the only thing that stops me because then the calls and the emails don't come in anyway until I take it out. Yeah, I don't have the self-control to not do it. And, you know, I used to do this thing where I put my phone in the other room. Mm -hmm. Problem was then I would roll over in bed. It's 1030 at night. I went to bed at 10, just falling asleep. Oh, I forgot to. And I don't do it anymore. But I have a Todoist app on my phone and I, I, instead of getting up, running, you know, getting out of bed, running over the whole thing, I now can take my smartwatch, which I wear to track my sleep to make sure I get enough sleep. And then I find myself dictating on my smartwatch. So I put my phone in the other room, but here's the thing. 
I can't go to sleep till I either write it down. And in order for me to write it down, I got to turn the lights on. I got to find my glasses. Hopefully my pen works. Like, like when you're busy and you have a lot on your mind, it's going to show up at, it'll wake you up. And I counter that by sending myself emails. Right. Before I go to bed. So that I will not forget the next morning and it's there for me because we're busy. And I also think it's easy right now to be so distracted. And when there's a lot going on and you're distracted, if I don't write it down, email it to myself, put it in notes, take a slip of paper, you're, you're exactly right. It gets lost in the mayhem. You have to come up with some sort of system. And I think, you know, I look at, I'm a big YouTube watcher at the end of the day. And my favorite thing is to grab my iPad, go into um, YouTube. And sometimes I'll watch weather, I'll watch news, I'll watch clips of shows that I really don't have time to watch, but I still want to enjoy. And lately I've been seeing for the last really couple years now, this proliferation of journaling, you know, like pen and paper Mm -hmm. journaling, bullet journaling, art journaling. And I seem to be only getting in my feed now, you know, because of the algorithm, like meditation and journaling posts. And I thought to myself, like, why is this so popular? Because I'm somebody who likes to watch. Last night I watched tornadoes. Like I watched the most recent tornadoes, like rip the (laughs) town, like the, you know, the eye in the sky, you know, view of tornadoes, having a great time. So it's interesting to see this whole community come up, but I'm like, this whole community only came up a because Amazon can deliver like cheap journaling goods quickly, but two, the concept of journaling and the concept of meditation is actually pulling away from digital overload. And I think that's why there's been a resurgence. You know, some people journaled for 25 years. I happen to have done that, but I see all this resurgent in journaling, journaling supplies. Why, why is that trend? It's because we need a separation from digital. And I also think we're lonely. You know, we see more people in it than ever. We're connected more than ever, but we're not engaging at mm. the same level as we used to do. Right. Um, I make an intentional effort to engage on a face-to-face basis or a phone-to-phone basis, whatever is necessary for the distance involved. Linda, I'm just going to jump in here because today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, sometimes in life we're faced with really difficult choices and that path forward isn't always clear. And this happened to me when I lost my business in my divorce. You know, I lost my marriage. I lost my home. There were so many things that I lost. I really struggled with with that loss and all the changes. And that's where I turned to therapy. Therapy helped me a lot because it helped me cope with with this transition that I didn't want to go through. My husband had left me, so I had to cope with this life transition that I didn't want. And talk therapy really helped me navigate these major life changes. It helped me learn a new perspective and see these problems from different angles and perspectives. It promoted more flexible thinking with me so that I created a a whole industry from my divorce. I created products on how to get through it, how to build a new company, how to do all these things. That wouldn't have 
happened if I hadn't had a good therapist walking me through every step of the way. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient and flexible and you can kind of wrap it around your schedule. And all you need to do is fill out this brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So I advise you to let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash coach talk today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash coach talk. Visit betterhelp.com slash coach talk today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash coach talk. Now we're talking today with Linda Crater of Wise Health. We're talking about authenticity, especially with the advent of AI and working from home. It's hard to stay genuine. And and then I have a couple of friends who are playing with AI and you're not sure you're getting an email from them or as a joke from AI. My brother-in-law literally wrote my sister a love letter off of ChatGBT. Okay, I'm dating AI. He's my new boyfriend. I named him Al. So whenever I'm wondering, you know, things, I go to Al because AI kind of looks like AL. It does. It does. All right. So he's going to be Al. So I go to Al and recently, you know, and again, I'm working, but my chat is up and it's helping me source things. And I had them put together. I had Al make me a 45 day declutter plan for the various rooms and spaces I listed. (laughs) And you know what? He did. He did a great job. And I did day one today, start by decluttering the countertops, clear off any items that don't belong there, find a proper place for them, toss them out or donate them. So I grabbed a bag. My donations go in there. The trash goes here. My counters are clean. Boom, done. Tomorrow, I'm going to take a break and sort through my kitchen utensils and gadgets and follow the same formula. I'm like, he's a genius. Except when my sister found out this love letter was not written by her husband, but indeed by Al, as you put it, it, she was brokenhearted because it's very close. Oh, yeah. Oh, it it caused mayhem. And it was funny because it never occurred. It wouldn't even occur to me before that that could be the case. But he put in some key phrases. So it seemed so personal. No. I, I asked her, has he ever written a love letter before? And and the answer was no. So that should have been your first clue that right. something's different. But but I think you want to believe what you want to believe too. But I'm gonna ask you now. So right. now that you have Al helping you, how is that separating work from home? Oh, it's not. <laughs> it's just it's like having this person or this coach that you can ask anything to as you go along and it's been helping me a lot i mean using ai responsibly at home is is the key obviously it's up to our own morality but i'll tell you when you try to have it write stuff for you that you don't proofread or look at you know just like a google run you're going to have some stupid thing in there but where i'm finding it super helpful and it's not separating work from home but it is making my home more effective because like this decluttering plan the other thing that i used ai for in my home while I'm working at home was I went in my kitchen, I looked in my fridge and on my phone, I dictated the 15 items that were in there. And I did, I had pork, I had sauerkraut, I had, you know, whatever, onions, tomatoes, carrots, like the whole thing. 
then I typed that into AI and I said, find me recipes for five meals and include shopping lists of things I don't have. And it pooped out four, five, four good recipes, one that was meh, you know, but it was used what I had. And then I had a list of what I didn't put in the chat. But I'm like, I have this in the pantry, have it, have it, have it. Okay, I need to pick up these three things. I go to my job at the gym at night, stop, pick up the three items at home that I didn't have. I've got my grocery list done for the week. And I also put in make it keto friendly and heart healthy, mm-hmm. low mm-hmm. sodium. Like you can you can put these things in and it's like, it really did. So some of this stuff is really exceptional for minimizing the work we don't want to do like that. I have decision fatigue at the end of the day. I don't know. Agree. About no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think one of the things that I find a struggle about working at home is that the refrigerator calls me whenever I'm being tasked to do something I don't want to do. Right. It's a very nudgy voice that just doesn't stop until you respond to it. And I'm talking strictly me and I have good power. But I I still find it difficult, uh, which is why I really do appreciate having an office that I can go to because that sort of sets my own boundaries. I get in the car. I go to my office. I do not put chocolate kisses in the cabinet here at work. I do not do it uh, because if I don't have it, I won't go get it. So it... I have to intentionally separate out certain things that are uh, distracting to me because I, I, like everyone, I'm easily distracted too. Or you can get yourself lost in social media. It's so simple (laughs) or or AI as it turns out. So it's, it's funny. It just takes a little more organizational discipline to keep it from blurring because I don't want it to blur. I, I, at, at least as little as possible, it does blur. I don't see how it cannot. Right, um, right. And it's we not- keep our phones on us twenty four seven, unless it's in the bag, which I really have found to be helpful. But it's it it's difficult to disconnect, and your brain needs to disconnect at night. So it does. But I, I think you know I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate in okay. here for AI. You know I'm overloaded on a daily basis. I'm mm-hmm. single mom, soul supporting, two kids, two jobs. 89 year old dad with a stroke dog big house pool no partner in life so it's all on me and so one of the things that working from home has done for me was it turned that efficiency productivity work eye to my household you know like when i'm running my company i don't try to do your job somebody else's job their job i'm like okay how do i delegate this efficiency efficiently how do i make a schedule how do i maximize and i found myself turning that skill set towards recipes Mm -hmm. towards laundry you know, like I made a laundry schedule. The kids thought I was nuts, smoking dope. They're like, what are we back in the, the army mom or the army mom? Like, like Monday is Zach's day, Tuesday's like, and we all get, cause you know, with five people competing for the same washer right. and dryer, right. it can become, well, but I have this tomorrow and I have that tomorrow, but you know, <laughs> too bad, so sad. 
Um, and then if you have kids that play sports or like Zach does dance and Max does weightlifting, stuff comes home, it needs to be pre-treated. Right. I'm not doing all this, like not happening. So, you know, using either AI or working with your business tools and looking at your home life, because there's all these books in business about how to delegate in an office, right? How to maximize time, how to do productivity. Why is right. there none of that for moms? You know, there really should be. I think moms have to invent it for themselves. And I think we do. I mean, let's face it. Do you remember the days where you had one on a hip, you had the phone here, oh, and you yeah. had the other one screaming in the other room? Um, I mean, I remember those days, and they were quite some time ago. But you don't forget that. You don't forget driving. And there's right. distracted driving is when two kids are screaming in the back seat and punching each, each other. other. Yeah, exactly. So to me, that was much worse than cell phone distraction was the angst of watching your kids behind your head. And you use the eyes in the back of your head. But still, it it was it was scary what we we did, but we made it. So right. we have guardian angels and, you know, that helps a lot. But I find that. um I, I have to be, I have to be careful when I'm working from home because I live, you live in a very vast neighborhood, large properties, large house, et cetera. I live in a smaller home in a packed East coast neighborhood. Right. And there are so many yard crews working. I have to do my own yard work because I find it nurturing, but there's so many gas powered things or oh, blowers and on. cutters and, and it's, it's so loud. You can't zoom call at home. So, you know, after an initial period, I did go and find an office where I could have quiet. It's a little better in the afternoons if I have to go home. But, man, that's something that has gotten much worse over the years. You do? Yeah, because they become cheap. You know, and we have, you have rechargeable electrical ones. Like out here, we don't use much gas powered because, you know, they spark and, you know, burn down the neighborhoods. But, but, you know, they use, they still use the electron. The fact is they're noisy. They're very noisy. The electrical ones are actually quieter than the big gas powered ones. Of two evils. Oh my gosh. Um, well, my neighbor had her uh, Dyson vacuum charging and it burst into flames into her garage. Wow. On half her garage. So I hope that they work on EV shielding or something. Yeah, right. Some sort of doing it. that. Right. Because um, they're blowing out, you know, like the, one of the Samsungs that caught fire on the airplanes. I mean, you know, but you're right. right. I mean, it's, it's very hard. I have found um, talking about the noise thing, you know, like I used to have my dad wear these headphones that you can listen to. the. I team. remember. The problem is we had one in the bedroom, one in the living room, then he got dementia and he had a stroke, lost everything. So he'd have one hearing aid in, the wrong headphones, like it was too much for me to. So I buy him this snazzy pair of headphone or hearing aids that connect to Bluetooth TV. So cool. thinking, oh, this is so great. One more thing to charge, one more thing to lose. Like, I mean, there really is no, no solution for this, but your your mowers are like my dad he's now figured out how to put elvis on the cell phone so he listened to elvis on spotify in his hearing aids then he puts the television headphones over his ears watching archie bunker hogan's heroes whatever's matlock is on there right then he comes into me all confused because the hearing aids 
presupposed the headphones so they're in first so he's you know hearing something that he's not seeing and you know we've got a mess in maple leaf garden and then everything needs to be charged or is lost and we're back to like blasting the television but one of the things that i found has saved my sanity and i got everyone them for christmas mm-hmm. i got them noise canceling earbuds or i bought the cuffs right. so i look like I'm, I'm disco roller skating you know during work and they're pink and they're puffy and they're great which would not surprise me but okay but I turn on the noise canceling function like I'm on an airplane. Correct. During the day in my own home. Because it's the that only makes way sense. I can get any peace. And, you know, heaven forbid one of the kids is gaming or when it's summertime out here, everybody's playing music outside. And I'm, and- I'm a noise person where I have, you know. You I know, can I only have- tolerate so much. Yeah. And then, then I... Well, that's where I'm putting my noise canceling headphones on, and I'm not listening to anything on the headphones. I just have them noise canceling because it's distracting, and you can handle so much, and then it gets to be too much, which is usually when I go take a quick walk. And so that is a benefit of being at home, but I can do that also at my office. So it's you know, it's a blessing and a curse. One is you can do your Zoom call in a shirt and a and pajama bottoms the other is that you you know go someplace that is designated for work yeah so I, I kind of like to have the option i don't always utilize it that way because it doesn't fit time crunches you know you have to go to the office instead See, of i would like to put my bedroom in your office and then try to well, it's very peaceful home. i mean it's it's, right. it's really quite peaceful can you see i have little white lights yeah, no, it's beautiful. I'm like, right, I would put you. a little, like, I don't know what you have in the back. Is that a TV or a picture frame or something back there? That's I'd a picture. Be- that's a picture frame. And, you know, it, it's so funny because. That'd be I, a Murphy bed. I'd be pulling it down. I love Murphy nap. beds. I think that's a genius idea. Why not? Because sometimes you can't sleep at home, like, especially if it's too noisy. And when I was pregnant with Max and Zach, I was working full time and I, I put this decal on the frosted glass of my office and I pushed my office chair back against the door, hook it under. And then during my bed, my, I call it my bedtime, during my lunchtime, I would take my little silk camping insert from my sleeping bag, put my pillow down, lay down, and I would take a 45 minute snooze. That's great. I wish I could do that. I have a, a love seat in my office opposite my desk, but everybody else uses it. <laughs> Not me. Right. They're like, I need the couch. I'm like, uh, okay, but I have a radio show. So it, it's no big deal because it, it depends on how we all work and we try and get the most done. And I do try and get things done before it's time to wind down for what I call my nighttime routine because if i don't my brain will do what you discussed before it just goes and goes and goes and i think no no you you need to rest now so just chill and then make me about your nighttime routine because you know i have a morning routine and i kind of have a nighttime routine but success leaves clues you're doing it better than i am well i'm finding that i need my sleep more than ever because there's been so many distractions that, that my brain is tired at the end of the yeah. day. And so it's it's quite simple. I just go upstairs a half an hour before I want to get into bed and, and really just 
wash my face, you know, read something calming, um, you know, may take a quick shower or a longer bath, you know, whatever it may be, it's for me. And at that point, I won't answer phone calls anymore. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just send them to voicemail. If it's, you know, after nine o'clock, it doesn't need to be done by me that minute. Um, I may have to send myself an email to remind me to respond to these people, but I read myself to sleep each night. And that's thing to me. I wear blue light glasses. I'm I'm very conscious of the the blue light screen time. And I'm lately more conscious of the EMF. And so that has really helped me to sleep through the night. So the bag and the tablet go in the Faraday bag at night. And I'm not waking up at three o'clock in the morning anymore where I was. Yeah. So my routine is very simple. It's just I'm consistent. See, and I watch tornadoes till I fall asleep. <laughs> well, and I won't read or watch anything upsetting. Because oh, yeah. Then my head, got, well, tornadoes would upset me. Um, I, it's well, I'm not watching them like mow through towns. I'm just, when I was a little girl, I was fascinated by oh, tornadoes. And, I agree you know, with you. We had them in our town. So they have these guys that deploy drones and like, yes. you know, they're everybody's safe. You know, they're not tornadoes, like they're EF2s or threes. They're not that right. big. But they're fascinating and beautiful. So it is. It's like, like watching amazing. the weather guy who's being pushed over by the wind. <laughs> oh yeah, those are always funny. <laughs> those are hilarious. Those are really funny. Uh, so I, I don't. I just don't have anything, you know, magical. I just keep to a, a simple uh, nighttime routine because it's a self care time and it's a calming time, and so I. You know, I, I meditate. I, I may even exercise a little, little bit at night, just strength training. Nothing that gets you all revved up, but just something that will close my day. And it's very consistent. And that seems to help a lot. And I I have the most marvelous bedding and sheets that I think makes a big difference too. So whatever really makes you feel blessed when you climb into bed at night, do that. Yeah. Well, and make sure that you you apply that same eye that you, we give to our business to right. be effective, to be, you know, like you would never think of not joining a company brunch or a company retreat. Like, hello. So why wouldn't you have a home brunch or a home retreat where you can sit? You know, I think of the business planning that I did for years in Montreal. You know, we all trooped on the plane, flew up to Montreal, checked into the hotel, did all this business planning. What I found since I've been working at home now for a couple of years is I do take a couple days and I dedicate that same home planning that I did to my business planning. Because if you just fly at the seat of your pants by the time you get to the end of the day you're going to be so frazzled and so inefficient and you won't make good decisions and you know you'll end up with like 40 boxes of girl scout cookies i'm not saying i did but maybe just saying for a friend just no, saying i, I, I agree with you and, and we haven't even touched on you know those days that are emotionally draining that that somehow came out of left field and we're emotionally exhausting. All the more reason to to keep to your nighttime routines, because I I think that's the best way to stay healthy and keep your well being and mental health good is to get sufficient sleep. Well, think of the old adage: Don't make the decision right now; sleep on it. 
exactly you know, wait a day you know sleep on it and i think the the whole big thing is things will look better in the morning they always do right i mean these old adages have some truth to them going when you're tired well obviously the snickers bar hangry thing you know, if all of those <laughs> things are in play right if you rest your body you know things will look better in the morning sleep on it you'll make a better decision like hello like it's why would we be so surprised true. and need all these like sleep studies to prove things i always laugh that because those just strike me as so obvious right right stating the obvious study all right. right we will be back soon with another great episode we invite you to create a relaxing routine at the end of the day to help you wind down we also recommend using that same eagle eye that make you efficient in your job turn that scope over to your home and see if you can make it more efficient so that you can get more of your time for you we'll be back again soon Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio. Coach Talk Radio.